Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? This is BC. Welcome back to another episode of Supreme Being. I have a special guest for you today. We'll jump right in. Shout out to Team BC, Modern Success and everything else. I have David on here today who we just jumped off of Zoom. He's officially Team BC now in El Paso in Texas, and I wanted to bring him on. And I plan on interviewing him anyway. So the, the stars lined up tonight. So David, my friend, welcome to the show. Nice. Awesome. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for having me. So give us a quick uh, a rundown when you got into real estate and give us a little background and introduction on yourself, man, and we'll roll right into it. Sure. Um, I got into real estate after um, I had quit my job. Um, I worked at a White Sands uh, National uh, Testing Facility. Uh, they would test uh, rockets, uh, the test engines that they test at uh, NASA, SpaceX. They cool. test them at White Sands. So I quit my job, uh, didn't know what to do. Um, I went back to work at Five Guys. So I was working at Five Guys, flipping burgers. And after that, I decided to get my real estate license. Um, so I studied for the test, uh, got my license. And then I decided to move back in town, back to my hometown, which was back in El Paso. Mm -hmm. um, once I decided to go back in town, I got my license. Uh, I decided to join a brokerage there. Um, and I joined them. I, my first year I worked with mostly buyers. Mm. Um, I netted almost 80,000 in commissions and I nice. had to split it half with the brokerage, um, because I was, they were giving me the leads. Yeah. That was, that was my first year in real estate, um, just working with buyers. Um, how was, how was it transitioning for you from like a regular job to real estate? Did you find that difficult? I found it, uh, much easier. Uh, I didn't like working in a cubicle or in an office. I, I wasn't liking, I, I felt trapped. I, I, I just, I felt trapped working there and I, uh, I'm more like an active person being outside, talking to people. That's why I like uh, working with customer service, like at Five Guys, because I was always talking to people, uh, helping them with their order. So the transition to real estate was easy uh, because I'm always outside. Uh, I'm not stuck in a cubicle, um, and that's why I really enjoyed it, the transition. It wasn't really that hard. And was there something specific about real estate that attracted you to it? Uh, it wasn't money, uh, really, because there's no cap um, on how much you can make. And um, it's also based on performance, uh, because at my 9-to-5 job, I was stuck at a salary, and mm. I could work hard, as hard as I wanted to, but I was always capped. Um, and, and being in real estate, like it's based on your performance and you're always going to be judged by your performance. So mm. it's how much you work you put in that you get out in real estate. Right. So you put in more work. You like that, right? And it's, are you competitive too? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I, I ran a track and cross country for a division one college nice. uh, at New Mexico State University. Um, I, I was always competitive. I, I was full scholarship, full ride. So I had to keep co be competitive because I wanted to keep my scholarship. Mm. But at the same time, I, I enjoyed it, like competing against others and, and racing and running. So it's, it's in me competing. Nice. Yeah. So you said your first year, you work mainly buyers and your brokerage provided leads. Were you doing anything outside of that? Or were you just focused 100% on the leads that the brokerage was providing you? Uh, I was focused 100% on the leads because I was really new to real estate and I really wanted to put my attention to the process of how everything works, the contracts, um, and really closing the deal. 
So my first year, I was really focused on just getting the hang of it. Mm. And after that, I, that's when I started to find out more about you. And that's when I started to add the door knocking and the cold calling. And that helped a lot. Right. Did you right away start doing a lot of cold calling and door knocking? Or was there an adjustment period? Like, did you find that challenging? Or was it easy for you to just start doing it? Uh, it was gradual. I did it uh, little by little. Uh, okay. When I first started, I started with 30 doors, 20 doors, 30 doors, um, mm. and then I bump it up to 70, 80, and then sometimes 150 the most. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was like gradual, um, going up, gradually doing it, and then cold calling as well. But I enjoyed more that door knocking because it was like in person yeah. and people could see your body language and and you're outside. So that's what I like being outside. So yeah, so I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. You're not stuck in some cubicle making calls. Yeah. I yeah, understand. No. Man. I feel it. But yeah. man, 150 doors, how long would it take you to do 150 on those days? A couple hours? Uh, possibly like three hours, three, three yeah. hours, two, three hours, mm -hmm. three hours. Uh, I will start like at 9 PM. I'll finish by 12. So nine in the morning and then I'll finish by 12. And then sometimes I, I do it again from four to 7 PM. Yeah. That's awesome, bro. So, you know, in a typical session like that, were you getting leads all the time or did it take you a while to start accumulating the leads and getting the appointments and starting to put deals together with the door knocking and the cold calling? Um, at first I wasn't getting any leads, but I, as I started practicing more my, the script, knowing what to say, the body language, um, uh, responding quickly to the cues people were saying like, Oh, like, get out, like, like, uh, like stepping away. They're like, at the door. Mm. Um, so uh, at, at, at first, I, I, once I started the, getting the hang of it, I probably got like two leads every time I would door knock. So I would knock a hundred doors and probably just two people were interested in selling. So like probably 2% of people were interested in selling or. Nice. That's solid, man. So from when you started, even when you were doing it gradually, that first year of cold calling and door knocking, how much do you think you you did in uh, deals and production in 12 months of consistently cold calling and door knocking? Uh, so the thing is that I didn't do it as much. Um, that's a problem that, that I had, that I didn't do it consistently. Mm. Um, but I think if I would have done it consistently, I would have gotten uh, more leads and possibly more, more deals closed. Um, but out of those, I probably door knock out of 2,000 2, houses I got like five appointments and, and out of those five appointments, I got uh, two listings nice. that, that I had, but I, the problem with me is just that I'm not doing it consistently. Yeah. Now is the consistency still the challenge for you today? Or would you say now you're doing it really consistently? Uh, right now it's still a challenge doing it consistently. Huh. That's why that's one of the biggest challenges that I have right now, just to do it consistently. Um, so that's why I, it's, it's important for me to be part of a uh, team BC or, uh, my success because there's that accountability and mm. and there's out that if someone else is doing it or why am, am i why am i not doing it right and and one thing i wanted to bring up that i think is cool is you know recently um i think it was the referral that, that we did back and forth from california before i moved to to el paso the people that we sent you over there you ended up finding their home by by door knocking right by door yeah. knocking yeah 
So was it a situation where they didn't like what was currently for sale or was it just, did it line up? Like you were door knocking and you happened to find the perfect home for them while they were looking. Yeah. So it was that there was not many houses for sale. Hmm. So there was not a lot of inventory for, for what they wanted. So what I did, it was, um, I picked up the, the range that they were looking at the areas that they were looking at and I just door knocked that whole area. And since I had the skills of door knocking already, it was like so easy for me to, yeah. to door knock that, that I, I just found my home by just door knocking. And it was, it was actually the hundred door. It was actually the last door wow. that I found them the deal. So if I would have not door knocked the last door, I mean, I would have not uh, gotten the deal for them. And, and yeah, thanks for like, thanks to the skills that I learned at Modern Success, I was able to close the deal uh, with the seller on the spot and have the buyer sign on the spot as well within an hour. Awesome, dude. Within an hour. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> and, and by the way, everybody listening, this isn't some paid advertisement. I didn't, you know, contact David and say, Hey man, talk about model success. <laughs> this is just coming from him genuinely, man. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm bringing that up, bro, because you know, uh, like right now it's very competitive for buyers and that's an edge that you have as an agent that separates you as you're willing to do stuff like that. Right. And a lot of agents aren't willing to do it. So was that the only time that's happened or have you been able to put other deals together because of doing the door knocking and the cold calling? Uh, let's see. No, it's been, it's been other ways around that I've been door knocking that it's worked for other buyers as well. So it's not the only buyer that it's worked. So I've done it for other buyers as well. And sometimes if it doesn't turn to the buyer that he doesn't like the house, I still get the listing and I list the house. Yeah, man. And that's amazing because boots to the ground is the best way. Like I always tell people too, when I would go door to door, I would ask people questions too. You know, I would ask them questions like, you know, what are your top three favorite things about living here in this neighborhood or this house? And they tell you, and that's information I can gather that, that then when I work with a buyer, I can tell them, Hey, I've talked to, you know, 500 homeowners in this area and this is what they're saying they like. Again, that gives you a unique advantage as an agent because you're talking to the people that live there when most agents are sitting in the office in their cubicle drinking coffee, you know, and, and then you brought up earlier and I want to ask you this question, getting comfortable, right? Like you were getting comfortable and you had the skills, the cold calling and door knocking, did it become more fun for you once you started getting better at it? Oh yes. The the door knocking was more fun. I mean, just going, being out there, I mean, uh, at doors, um, it was just fun. It's fun, like being out there, like learning the subdivision, learning the areas, learning the type of houses that are out there. It's each, each subdivision is different. So each area is different. So once you go out there and start learning the areas, you get more of the feel of what the houses look like and, and how the neighborhood is, how it feels too, mm. how the people in that neighborhood are as well. You get the feel of the, the vibe of that neighborhood. So yeah. that's what I like too. And that's what I really enjoyed just getting the vibe of that neighborhood and how it is. Yeah. Amazing. Have you noticed a difference too? Like if you met somebody door knocking that owner, that listing appointment compared to like other ones, do you notice a difference? Let's see. Like well, maybe the people that you door knock, they're, they're more trusting or they give you less objections. Like, do you notice any difference like that in the presentation? Like, like people from at the door. Yeah. Like comparing somebody that you door knock and you got a presentation with compared to like an expired or a FISBO or a cold call as an example. Oh yes. So people at the door are much easier to close uh, because uh, they're like seeing you out there hustling. So they appreciate you being out there 
um, yeah. compared to other agents that they're just um, at the office. Um, and compared to a for sale by owners, it's more, um, it's more um, like more, more, um, more tight or more. Yeah. It's more, it's harder to close them than someone at the door because right. someone at the door, you already meet them, they already, you got rapport with them. So it's much easier to close someone at the door than, than uh, a for sale by owner or an expired. Yeah. I would agree, man. And I asked that because I noticed a big difference. Like when I would door knock people and get an appointment versus someone else, I, I felt like the people who weren't the door knock, uh, a lot of times I would get more objections. They seem less trusting and it seemed to flow better with the people that I met at the door. Like mm -hmm. they, they saw me more of an expert. They, they questioned me less and it seemed like a lot easier for me to close those people at the appointment versus, mm -hmm. you know, someone else. It would, I would feel like it was a lot more challenging, man. So, yeah. um, you know, what, now that you're growing, right, what, what do you see or maybe two or three things you need to do differently or things that you want to implement in your business to really help you take it to the next level now? Uh, the next step for me, since I already know the process, since I already know the scripts, um, is just putting in the work, uh, being consistent and, and just showing up. Um, that's what I really need just to show up and put in the work. Where, where would you like to see your production in like the next year, 12 to 24 months? Um, I want to sell between uh, 20 to 40 houses, uh, which would be between if I could make 100,000 or 150,000. Um, that's something that I would like to do, to, to do again um, or to, to do it. Since I, my first year, I did 80,000 just working with buyers. Yeah. Um, if I could just do that again, but being on myself and I have to split my, uh, my, uh, my commissions in half and keeping more money, I guess. Yeah. Put more money in your own pocket. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, here's a question, man, as we get close to the end here, when you, when you door knock somebody, and, cause people always ask me this, when you door knock somebody, let's say you get their information, they're not ready to sell now, but they tell you that they might want to do something in a couple months. When you get their information, what do you do next until you set the appointment? Do you have a specific system and flow that you follow? Uh, honestly, I just keep in touch with them. I go visit them. I come back and give them like an update of what's going on in the area. And I just keep in touch with them. Um, and just honestly, just building a relationship with them. Um, because um, it's once you build a relationship, if other agents calls them and try to close them, like, they're not going to close them because you already built that relationship with them. So for me, it's just keeping in touch with them every month or every two weeks, calling them and texting them and just keeping, keeping, uh, being in front of them all the time. So you keep it simple yet. You, 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 you're versatile too. Like you'll call them, you'll text them, you'll stop by at their house. So you mix it up, right? You, there's yeah. variety in your follow-up, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then it's more, you would say probably agents overcomplicating it. You just have to stay in touch with them, right? Yeah, just stay in touch with them. Just easy, like they're like your family or friends with them. And honestly, like they start treating you like family too. Like they'll invite you over to like, for me, like they invite me over to eat. So like, it's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> I think it's cool. Like just being out there and meeting people. Cause like you, the, those relationships are pretty cool. Cause you start learning about them, their stories huh. and their experiences. And then like they make you food, like that's cool. <laughs> so yeah, bro. 
And I, I like, you know, doing these types of interviews because it's simple, right? Like you're not giving us anything revolutionary. It's simple. You just have to go out there and do the work and stick to the basics, man. So um, I think it'd be a great opportunity now if you want to share your information. Obviously, if somebody has a referral seller or a buyer for you, do you only work El Paso or do you work any other markets? Uh, I just work El Paso right now. So okay. if you guys do want to follow me on Instagram, it's uh, David Sells Texas. So that's my Instagram handle. And uh, my Facebook, it's uh, David so that's my Facebook and Instagram. Cool. I'll post all that stuff in the description. Uh, any closing words or, or quotes or anything, man? Uh, just uh, don't give up. Don't be a quitter. And um, just keep going. <laughs> Dope, man. Love it. Thanks for being here, bro. Uh, everybody, BrianCasella.com for all your needs and wants. I'll put David's stuff in the description. Team BC, El Paso, Texas. All right, y'all. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace.